Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If we would turn in our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. In the book of Ephesians, Paul begins with the first three chapters telling about what God has done in Christ Jesus. That's the way he begins a lot of his books. He starts out by telling what God has done in Christ. And then at a turning point he comes to, he changes from telling us about what God has done to telling us what to do on the basis of that. Well, here is Paul's turning point in Ephesians chapter 4. He's told us about the glories of what Christ has done, about how God has has made us come to life. While we were dead in our trespasses and sins, He's made us come to life. He has called us to be a people that were not a people of God before. He has revealed a mystery to us that was hidden in the ages past. And so in Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to go ahead and read, starting in verse 1, but I'm going to focus in on 11 through 16. Paul begins to tell us, on the basis of everything that God has done, in calling us out, making us come to life, this is how we ought to live. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call." One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he has ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he he descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above the heavens, that he might fulfill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, by deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. 
Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Lord, help us to hear it with the ears of faith and, with, and see your glory on these pages. Father, speak to us now. Touch us by your word. And Father, I pray that you would be with me. Give me strength. A weak sinner, give me strength to preach your word, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul identifies himself as a prisoner for the Lord, and he talks about the unity of the church. There's one spirit, there's one body, there's one baptism, there's one God and Father, and he talks about the oneness of The church, the unity of the church. But then in verse 7 he says, But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So he goes from an emphasis on the unity to the diversity of the gifts that he gives. It says that grace was given to each one of us. If you're a believer today, If you are trusting in Christ and you're here at Woburn Baptist Church, God has given you spiritual gifts. And he's given those gifts to serve the body of Christ. I'm going to focus in beginning in verse 11. These are some of the offices that God has ordained. Verse 11. And he gave the apostles and prophets and evangelists Shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for ministry. Let's talk about each of these. The apostles. I believe that the office of the apostle is something for the New Testament time. It was those who were uh, the walking with Jesus, who saw him physically present. The word means one who is sent. It's the ones that Jesus sent out to start out his ministry. As they, as they were sent out from the very beginning. Now sometimes there are those who talk about an apostolic ministry, uh, even today. Um, you can kind of use that term when you talk about people who were sent out, maybe as somebody who is a missionary. But as far as the, the technical title, uh, the apostles were something that were given for the time when Christ was present. P- people who actually saw him Uh, and were witnesses of his resurrection. Even Paul, he said he was the last of the apostles. And then the prophets. You can think of the Old Testament prophets, but Paul also talked about a continuing gift of prophecy within the New Testament era. He, He said that he wished that all prophesied in the book of 1 Corinthians. There were some that had this special gift at the time of of the apostles when the church was first uh, beginning to spread that were given this gift of prophecy. And we read about that in the book of Acts where there was a famine that was going to come to a certain place and and, uh, 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 there was a prophet that said that this famine was going to take place and they they gathered together uh, a gift to be able to send to the church of Jerusalem so that they would have their needs met. So God gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets. I I personally do believe that that is a a gift that ceased with the um, New Testament era. 
I don't think that we should be looking for new revelations that are on par with Scripture today. That uh, the, the canon is closed. That Scripture uh, is the authoritative thing. And any, anyone that claims to be a prophet that says something that is, in, that is not in line with what the Scripture says, with what the Holy Spirit revealed 2,000 years ago, is not a prophet of God. He gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists. Now this is something that's different. This is something that does continue on. Those who are uh, gifted at evangelism, those who go, maybe who travel from place to place, who share the gospel, they're not tied to a particular location necessarily, but they just go. But in a sense, God calls all of us to be evangelists. Whatever place that he puts us in, that we should be proclaiming the gospel. We should be telling our friends and loved ones about Jesus, about how they can know Jesus, about how they can become a part of God's family in Jesus. Evangelists. And then shepherds and teachers. Together, I think this makes up the office of pastor. Shepherds and teachers. The pastor shepherds the flock. He protects them from false teaching. He protects them and he feeds them with the word of God. And teachers, that's also part of the teaching aspect of what a pastor does. As he opens up the word of God and breaks the bread of the word of God and gives it to the people to be fed on the word of God. So he says, God gave some To be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some shepherds, and some teachers. Now what did he give all those offices for? To equip the saints for the work of ministry. Why did God call me to be your pastor? What is my job according to this verse? It is to equip you for the work of ministry. To equip the saints. Who's the saints? The saints, it's not talking about St. Teresa or St. Augustine or some saint like that. But the the word saint there is talking about all believers. God has made us. He's set us apart. He's made us His own. He's called us holy. And if you are a believer today, you are one of God's saints. And my job as a pastor is to help equip you for the work of ministry. Have you thought about that before? To equip you. How do I do that? By teaching, by giving leadership, by protecting from false doctrine. All of those things to help teach you and lead you to be able to do the ministry, to be able to reach our community and give glory to God. For the building up of the body of Christ. It uses this building imagery. Building One block at a time. We're building up. We're not tearing down, but we're building up. We're encouraging one another. We're caring for one another. We're doing all of those things to build one another up. Why did God give us our gifts? Why did God give you the gifts that I said thank you for today? For the building up of the body of Christ. Until... Until there, there's an end game in sight. Until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. 
We keep building one another up. We keep encouraging one another. We keep teaching one another. We keep doing all of those things until we are unified. Until we all hold the same faith. Until we all hold the same knowledge of the Son of God. You think about no child left behind, right? That may not be a good thing in the school system, trying to kind of slow everybody down, but that's the way it is in the kingdom of God. We're not going to leave anybody behind. We're going to teach. We're going to teach. We're going to care about every single person. And build one another up. To a mature manhood. It's not just talking about men. This is talking about a picture for the whole church. This is what the whole church, as we are being built up together, the whole church is being presented in masculine terms here, saying the church is going to be presented as a mature man. Everything that we need, we can can do all the things that we need to do because we're mature, we're complete. This is the job of pastors as we as we teach as we feed the church as we uh, as we build one another up as we equip you for service so that we all build one another up and the gain is the, the the goal is maturity that we are a mature church to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ what is that goal that we're aiming for? It's a maturity. And then he says, he describes it in another way, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Let's not have our vision low about what we want to be. But let our vision be that we would attain the measure of the fullness of Christ. That's what Woburn Baptist Church can be. We can attain the measure of the fullness of Christ. That's the goal that we are headed for. That is a miraculous type of goal. That is an amazing kind of goal. We are not just to sit on our rumps and just do nothing. But we are to to be pressing forward. We're to be learning. We're to be teaching. We're to be discipling people so that we become a mature man as a church. So that we become up to the measure of the fullness of Christ. Then he he stresses this in a negative way. He says, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. When we're not mature, we might be susceptible to false teaching. We, We would be like children and we might hear something here or hear something there that would want to draw us away from sound teaching from the biblical doctrine. We'll be pushed around like waves of the sea. But the purpose of of a pastor equipping the church for the works of ministry, as as we work together, as we build one another up, it's so that we are mature and we're not like children any longer. We're not easily moldable into the mold and the frame of this world, but we're being shaped and formed like Christ. Rather, verse 15, speaking the truth in love, we grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. 
We are speaking the truth to one another. Not just the pastor as the, as the primary teacher, but each one of us is speaking the truth in love. Sometimes when we speak the truth, it may come across as something that the other person doesn't feel is very loving. But we have to do so. We have to speak the truth and we have to do so lovingly. Sometimes we might feel like, well, if I just keep my mouth shut, that'd be loving. But not according to this. We speak the truth in love. And the goal of speaking the truth in love is so that we will be built up into Him, into Christ, who is our head. The body of the Christ, of Christ. We are the body of Christ. He is the head. He is the one with authority. He is the one who tells us what to do. It's not our agenda. It's not my agenda. It's the agenda of Jesus Christ who is the King, who is the one who is in charge of His church, who leads His church. And He is the great shepherd. Verse 16, from the whole body, Joined and held together by every joint which is equipped. When each part is working properly, the body grows. The body makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This goes right along with what we started with. Each of us does a part. Some encourage. Some play the piano, some lead worship, some take care of the building and the ground, some do all kinds of different things. We all do a different parts. We all have our different gifts. But when we're put together and we're working properly, the, the, the end result is that the body is being built up together in love. So, this morning... I want to say again, thank you to Woburn Baptist Church for each one of you who does your part as a part of the body of Christ. Doing your part, whether that's cutting the grass, leading the singing, teaching a Sunday school class, all of those things, we need all of us. For the body of Christ to build built up in love, to be mature, and to become like Christ. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wobernbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.